Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hayo Silver, the Lone Ranger. faithful Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big foe. A blizzard swept out of the north and beat across the plains. The howling wind drove great gusts of snow against four troopers who drew rain in front of a small ranch house. Sergeant! You sure this is where Carrie's mother lives? Yes, I think it is. We'll know for sure in a minute. It's a fine night to be hunting a thieving deserter. Macy and Hawks will stay with the horses. Stevens, you come with me. Right, Sergeant. Uh, Sergeant, be all right if we take the horses around to the side of the house where there'll be some shelter from this wind? Yes, 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 of course. All right. Come on, Dave. Come on. Well, someone is moving around inside the house, Sergeant. I hear him. Do you suppose Jack Carey would be fool enough to come straight home after deserting from the army? Anyone foolish enough to steal cash and desert is foolish enough to do anything. You should know he couldn't get away with it. Uh, he must know this is the first place we'd look for him. Well, he couldn't go far without a horse, but he didn't have one. He might stop here to get one. Uh, someone's come to the door. Well, I sure hope it's warm inside that house. 
Yes? Oh, soldiers. Mrs. Carey? Yes? I'm Sergeant Brill. May we uh, step in? Oh, yes, Sergeant. Do come in. It's a frightful night to be riding. What about those other men? Don't they want to come in and get warm? They're guarding the horses. You better close the door. Oh, yes. Have you lost your way to Fort Benton? No, ma'am. We haven't lost our way. We just came from the fort. Oh. We came for your son. Jack? He's here, isn't he? Why, no, he isn't here. Isn't he at the fort? I'm sorry to have to tell you, Mrs. Carey, but he's not at the fort. He deserted. Jack? Deserted? Oh, no. Furthermore, when he left, a payroll of $3,000 left with him. You mean, Sergeant, do you mean to say my son stole a payroll? can't believe it. If he's here, Mrs. Carey, we'll take him back with us. There's a mistake, Sergeant. There must be a mistake. My son Jack wouldn't desert, and I know he wouldn't steal money. I'm sorry, ma'am, but those are the facts. He's not the first to desert, Mrs. Carey. We've had half a dozen men do the same thing during the past few weeks. You see, Mrs. Carey, there was a man named Dealer, Dirk Dealer. He was the first to leave. He's hiding out somewhere in the hills. Captain thinks the men who left after he did have joined him. Regular outlaw band. But not my boy. Oh, no, no, no. Is Private Carey here? No. No, he isn't, Sergeant Brett. Have I your permission to search your house? You doubt my word, sir? Mrs. Carey, I'd be glad to take your word, but... Well, the captain will ask if I made a search. Sergeant, I give you my word, Jack is not here. Mrs. Carey... What's on the other side of that door? It's only a woodshed. Jack isn't in there. Sergeant! Sergeant Brown! Open the door, Stevens. Yes, Sergeant. Sergeant Brown! What is it, Hawks? Macy and I took the horses to the side of the house to get oh, out of the wind. Well, what about it? Well, two horses are standing there. What? Wait, listen to Big me. Big horses, sir. a white one and a paint. Dirk Taylor and Jack Harry. No, no, no. Stevens, search this house. Please, Sergeant. Start with that woodshed. Hey, what? Hey, leave your guns in leather. Hey, what? Don't draw unless you want gunplay. Steady, boys. He's got the drop on us. But it'll do him no good. Are you one of Dealer's gang? No, Sergeant. You'd better close that front door to keep the house warm. Mrs. Carey has no one to cut firewood. Close it. Now then, mister, you'd better give an account of yourself. Who are you? Why'd you hide in that woodshed? And why are you wearing a mask? Even though I hold the gun, Sergeant, I'll answer some of your questions. I came here to meet a young friend. He hasn't arrived, so I assume he's lost in the storm. An army deserter? No, he's too young for the army. That's why I'm concerned about his safety. I'm anxious to start looking for him. You were hiding in that woodshed. I wanted to avoid a lot of explanations about this mask. Now we must leave. We? You and who else? An Indian named Tonto. Sergeant Brell, this man... With your permission, Sergeant, we'll leave with the door from the woodshed. You'll do nothing of the sort. I will In that case, we'll have to leave without your permission. You! We're coming after you! Come through this door and you'll meet gunfire. Hurry, Tonto. Out that way. How many soldiers inside? Three. There's probably one left of the horses. The Lone Ranger and Tonto rushed from the back of the house to the sheltered side. With Scout and Silver, there were four army horses and one man on guard. He cried out in surprise when he saw the strangers. Hey, what's going on? Sorry, soldier. We're in a hurry. The soldier fell from a blow to the chin. The sergeant, followed by two men, left the house by the front door. When the three reached the side of the house, the masked man and Tonto were well on their way. There they go. I'll try to get them. 
No, it's no use trying to hit him with a six-gun at this distance. What will we do about them, Sergeant? That masked man was at the house. He must be a friend of Carey's. He may lead us to him. We'll follow his tracks as far as possible. For some time, the Lone Ranger and Tottle rode hard into the teeth of the storm. Then they changed to a strength-saving gait and continued along the route that would be used by Dan Reed, the masked man's teenage nephew. When they entered Kent Canyon, they found shelter from the wind. For the first time, conversation was possible. You think something happened to Dan? Dan knows how to take care of himself, Tonto. I think we'll find him somewhere in this canyon, waiting for the storm to die down. Ah, plenty sheltered places here. We'll watch for a campfire. I am sorry to hear about Jack Carey. Ah, him not bad feller. His army record has been good. I can't believe he would become a deserter and a thief. Plenty other feller desert to join dealer gang. I doubt if Jack would join a gang of crooks. Why army not catch dealer? Scouts have been combing this country for weeks trying to find him. He's holed up somewhere in the hills. Uh, maybe him... Otto, get... look ahead on the south side of the canyon. You see a light? Ah, uh, me see it. Maybe Dan camped there. Come on, Silver! Get him up, Scout! Dan Reed had built a campfire close to the mouth of a large cave so the smoke would not be suffocating. The cave was large enough to hold a number of men and their horses. But with Dan, there was just one individual. His name was Jack Carey, and he wore the uniform of a soldier. There's no use talking to me, Dan. I'm through with the army. Jack, why don't you take a blanket to the back of the cave and get some sleep? We'll talk in the morning. Sleep? <laughs> I've been sleeping. I was sleeping when you found me in the snow and dragged me in here. I don't want to sleep now. I want to talk. Golly, you had a narrow escape. You might have frozen to death. I know. You saved my life. Well, I wasn't thinking of that. Maybe you should have let me die. You're so fond of the army. You and I are on opposite sides of the oh, fence. Jack, I don't... once thought the way you do. I thought the army meant serving the flag and living with brave men and wearing a proud uniform. I... I didn't know the the hardships. Jack, why don't you... Frozen go... hands, standing guard in winter, chasing redskins. It's a job for men. Stronger men than me. No, no, I couldn't do it. I wasn't man enough. I was just plain yellow. I think I hear a couple of horses coming this way. What? Troopers. They're looking for me. I've got to get away. I've got... Wait, Jack. Those men aren't soldiers. Those are my friends. One of them will be wearing a mask, but don't ask questions about it because he's no crook. The Lone Ranger and Toto were pleased to find Dan unharmed and comfortable in the shelter of the cave. While Toto attended the horses, the masked man learned how Dan Reed had found the young deserter unconscious in the snow. Then he heard Jack Carey's story. Then you didn't run away to join Dealer's Gang? No, of course I didn't. I wasn't one of Dealer's pals. Oh, I'm glad of that. I know all about Dirk Dealer. His gang was broken up, so he enlisted. When he found some fellows who were willing to join him in a new gang, he deserted. The rest of the men followed as soon as they had the chance. 
Did Dealer try to persuade you to join him? Well, he spoke to me about it. I told him no. What's it to you? Why are you so interested in Dealer? I'm not. I'm interested in you. Because I knew your father. The night I was in your house when Sergeant Bell came looking for you. But then... And my mother knows about... About me? She wouldn't believe this, Sergeant. No, I don't suppose she would. She's about... Uh, hang it all. You didn't stop to think very far, did you, Jack? No, I reckon not. I saw a couple of my friends brought in, dead. Indian arrows in their backs. I got to wonder why I put up with all the... all the hardships. So you ran away? Yes. was in the office thinking about it, then the captain came in with the payroll money. He told me to lock it up, then he went out. I was alone. I thought of what I could do if I were free with all that money. I I went to the gate. I don't know where the guard was. I just walked out. Then you did steal the payroll money? Yes. I I was out of the fort before I realized it. Where, Where is the money? I hid it near the mouth of this canyon. You came all this way on foot? Yes. And I... I had a lot of time to think. I'm sorry I did it, but I can't go back. You would like to go back? If I do, I'll be shot. If I don't go back, I'll have to hide for the rest of my life. Jack, could you join Dirk Dealer? I'd rather die. Answer my question. I... I guess I could join him. Can you find him? I think so. If I ride alone through the hills, some of his men will spot me. Jack, listen to me. Army rules are rigid. Few men have a second chance to be a soldier. Do you want a second chance? (laughs) What good would it do me to want it? I hear horses in the canyon. Now, look. Four riders, troopers. What? Dan, Toto, bring the horses outside. Uh, They'll see the fire. That's why we must hurry. Good, steady, big fellow. Easy, 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 fellow. Jack, you ride with me. Uh, But where? Why? To get that second chance. Come on, Silver! Get up, The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue. After leaving the cave in Kent Canyon, the Lone Ranger had led the way to another campsite. 
Morning found Jack Carey willing to trust the masked man and ready to act on any suggestion. He returned to the canyon and got the stolen payroll, then set out on foot, following rocky trails that high winds had swept clear of the light snow. Through the morning, he traveled higher and higher into the rugged, mountainous area that furnished countless hideouts for men who were dodging the law. He hoped to be seen by Dirk Dealer or one of his henchmen. It was nearly noon when his hope found fulfillment. Dealer himself appeared quite suddenly at a bend in the trail. Hello, soldier. Wait. Dealer. Well, so you finally got enough of army life, huh? Did you hear about my desertion? Sure. Likewise, I heard that you'd made off of some cash. <laughs> You're surprised at how I learned things, huh? Well, my men get around. They hear people talking. I didn't know whether I could find you or not. Didn't I tell you to head for the mountains and you'd be seen? Yes, but I We saw you a couple of hours ago when you were in the valley. Oh. I've had my eye on you ever since to make sure you were traveling alone. You don't take any chances, do you, dealer? No. Why did you head for the mountains? Were you looking for someone? Yeah. Before you left the army, you said something about me joining your gang. You weren't interested. At that time, you didn't have a gang. You're just talking about forming one. Carrie, I don't know how far I can trust you. I need a horse, a place to stay, and a chance to make a bankroll. You want to join my outfit? You think I've been walking through these hills for exercise? Did you bring that payroll money with you? Sack on my shoulder isn't full of food. <laughs> my horse is behind that rock over yonder. Come on. Why do you hide out? No. Easy, boy. Easy. You have to ride behind my saddle until we get to camp. I'll give you a hand up. You all set? All set. Get up there. Come on. Get up. From his camp in a secluded valley, the Lone Ranger could see the towering mountainsides, white with snow in places, and in other places swept clear by the wind. Throughout the day, Tonto and Dan Reed had kept busy making a shelter of evergreen branches, but the masked man had maintained a constant watch for any sign of a horseman approaching from the hills. And while he watched, he wondered if the deserter had succeeded in establishing contact with Dirk Dealer's men. That night, there was no moon. The only light came from the stars. Dan Reed and Tonto shared the watch. It was nearly midnight when the Lone Ranger broke a long silence. If Kerry hadn't established contact with Dealer's men, he would have returned before this. Unless... Oh, he wouldn't do that. Well, what's that, Dan? I was just thinking he might have decided to stay away for good. Oh, I doubt it, Dan. So do I. He's really sorry for what he did. That's why I'm willing to help him get another chance. Maybe he can't get away from the dealer bunch. I think he did. And I think he managed to borrow a horse. You do? Why? Look where I'm pointing. You'll see something moving along the edge of the valley. I can't see anything. Well, him hard to see, because mountainside dark in back of him. Too steep to hold snow. You see, Matal? Ah, me watch him several minutes. Oh, I saw him just then. Golly, won't it be great if he knows where the dealer gang is hidden? Me not sure. That fella friend. Maybe him outlaw. Sound the bird call, Tonto. We'll see if he replies. Ah. He did reply. That's Jack. Tonto, will you put the saddle on Silver while I'm talking to him? Ah. Let me fix them right away. Dan, you come. Right. Ho, 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 boy. 
Hi there. Hello, Jack. Did you have any trouble, Carrie? No, not a bit. Everything went slick. Good. I walked through the hills until about noon, then Dealer showed himself. I rode double with him to his camp. Did it look like a temporary camp? Well, it didn't look as if he planned to move right away. He's fairly well established. There are a lot of rocks that offer protection and a spring for water. The men have built shelters. What happened after you arrived? Dealer knew I had the payroll. How did he know it? Well, his men disguise themselves and go into town. There they buy what they need and pick up information. What did he do about the payroll money? He took some of it in exchange for this horse, and most of the rest is evidence of my good faith. Did you have any trouble slipping out of the camp tonight? No, no, it was easy. The horses were tied some distance from where the men were sleeping, so no one even heard the horse. Good. Here's Silver. Him ready. Jack, you stay here while I ride to the fort. When I return, I hope to have enough men to capture Dealer and all his pals. Golly, do you think... You think Colonel Boyd will give me another chance? I hope so. I'll see you later. Easy. Steady. Come on, Silver! Sometime after the Lone Ranger left the camp, Toto and Dan were talking to the young soldier without suspecting that three men who had left their horses at a distance were creeping close with guns drawn. Suddenly, there was gunfire. What's that? You, Curry! Come out of that lean-to with your hands up and bring your friends with you. Who's that? Where is he? Must be at sight of lean-to near horses. Come out right away or we'll shoot your horses. That's one of dealer's men. He's called Butch. Hurry it up. We better go. Our horses die. We're coming, Butch. All of you, come out. Keep your hands up. As Jack, Dan Reed, and Tonto left the shelter, they saw three men standing near the horses, and all three held guns. What do you have to say for yourself, Gary? What are you doing here? I came to meet some friends. What's wrong with that? Maybe nothing. Maybe plenty. That depends on who your friends are. How did you get here? Dealer woke up and noticed you'd left camp. He sent the three of us to follow your tracks. They figured you might be planning on telling the army where we was hid. Do these friends of mine look like soldiers? Who are they? This is Dan Reed and this is Tonto. We come to mountains. Look for dealer. Well, you're going to see him. We're taking all three of you to camp. Steve, I'll keep them covered while you take their guns and tie their hands. Right up. Pete, you go get our horses. Now right. see here, Butch. There's no reason to tie us. If you have any complaints, you make them to dealer. seemed to have considerable trouble handling his horse while his hands were tied. Several times during the long winding trip to dealer's camp, scouts swung from the trail, but finally the prisoners and their captors reached the mountain hideout. Dealer was waiting inside the largest of the several shacks. Jack Carey sounded angry. Now look, dealer, what's the idea of sending Butch to bring me back like a prisoner? I told him to bring you back, that's all. I figured it'd be safer to tie his hands, boy. He acted as if he thought I'd run away from you. <laughs> As if I'd be likely to do anything like that while you're holding most of my cash. Who are these two? Friends of mine. They wanted to see you. Why? Why do you suppose? Did you say you wanted as many men as you could get? Untie them, Butch. Well, boss, maybe first we ought to rouse the rest of the boys. You think these three might start some trouble? Well, you can't have it. There's only four of us here, Butch. We might need the help of the others to handle Carrie and an Indian and a kid. All of them disarmed. Cut their ropes. Uh, All right, Kerry, suppose you introduce your, uh, your pals. Uh, this is Dan Reed and this is Tonto. Yeah. Kid's kind of young, but maybe we can use him. What'd you say the Indian's called? Uh, 
I, uh... Didn't you say Tato? No, me got other name. Where have I heard the name Tato? No, somehow, boss, it's familiar. Yeah, I've heard it somewhere. Tonto. Tonto. There, you free. A friend of mine, Trigger Marsden, used to mention Tonto. Their Indian tribe, that name. No, no, that wasn't it. it... Hey, I've got it. Tonto helped to capture Marsden. Tonto worked with the Lone Ranger. What? what? The Lone Ranger? Well, he put Bates in jail. What about right? that? Are you the Lone Ranger's pal? There are plenty Indian named Tonto. I ask you a question, I want a straight answer. Now look, boss, why would I bring a pal of the Lone Ranger here? I'll tell you why, Kerry. Maybe you figure to sell me out. Well, I'll get the truth. Butch, call the rest of the boys. Tell them to build up the fire. All right. We'll use engine methods to get true facts. Damn. Better we make a break. Now! Look out! Tonto leaped the dealer, knocked him off balance, then swung a hard fist to Butch's chin. Dan, meanwhile, charged the third member of the gang, while Jack swung on the fourth. The momentary advantage of surprise, however, was quickly lost, as the four brawny outlaws regained their balance. Right, don't shoot him! Just slug him! I want him able to talk! Dan fell from a hard blow and lay at one side of the shack. Tonto and Jack were still on their feet, but were taking a merciless beating when the door flew open. The masked man! The Lone Ranger's quick glance took in the situation. He saw Dan helpless on the floor. His rage found an outlet in a smashing blow to Butch's chin. No! That was for you, Dan. I'll get that Lone Ranger. Dealer went for his gun, but he was too slow. I'll take it! The Lone Ranger whirled, ducked low, and brought his fist up to the point of Dealer's chin. Meanwhile, Jack Carey fell. Tonto was grappling with the two other crooks, when suddenly there were shots and hoofbeats outside. Quickly, the masked man stepped back, drew both his guns, and... That's enough! From now on, if there's any fighting, it's with guns. Stand back and put your hands up. Now, wait, wait. Don't shoot. He get guns from crooks. Right. Three other crooks outside. I didn't come alone. Colonel Boyd and a half a dozen troopers were with me. I think they've taken care of the others. Oh, golly. Dan, are you all right? Yes, I... I just got my chin in the way. How about you, Jack? Oh, I... I guess I'm all right. We have three prisoners outside. There are four here, Colonel Boyd. That takes care of all of them. Good. Oh, my chin. All right, stand up, dealer. We're taking you and your pals back to the fort. You, Colonel Boyd. Colonel Boyd, no sir, No explanation I... is necessary, Kerry. Your masked friend told how you helped find the hideout of these crooks. Oh, he, he did. You'll have to face court, Marshal, for absenting yourself without leave, but I think you have no cause to worry. The payroll money, sir. Dealer has most of it. Yes, I know. We'll collect it. Kerry, you double-crossing polecat. I should have known you'd never make an outlaw. If it hadn't been for you, no, I... dealer. You admit Private Kerry helped in your downfall. Well, your statement will weigh heavily in his favor at the trial. You mean rope the prisoners? Yes, yes, sir. You'll not need us any longer, Colonel Boyd. Only long enough to express my gratitude. Come, Dan, let me help you to your horse. I'm all right now. I can walk all right, sir. Thanks for, uh, for believing me, Colonel Boyd. My thanks to you, sir, for following the trail. Adios. Adios, Adios sir. Colonel Boyd, I... I don't know what that masked man told you, but I do know who he is. Private Carey, he told me enough to... It, well, to justify a second chance for you. Who is he? He's the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendell, produced by Trendell Campbell Enterprises, and directed by Charles D. Livingston. Tonight's drama was written by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer.